Welcome to another segment of the Agricultural Market Viewpoint. This is a podcast where we review various themes influencing the agricultural economy here in South Africa and beyond our borders. And this week, I want to focus on the upcoming 2022-23 summer crop season. The current season, the 2021-22, is already drawing to close. And I think anyone who drives across South Africa, you will notice that in the eastern and the central regions of the country, uh, farmers have already completed their harvest we're left with a few patches in the western parts of the country. And we've had a relatively better season than many had uh, anticipated. We had a maize crop of just over 14 million tons, to be exact, 14.7 million tons. That's the current estimate. And such a crop is well above our long-term average of about just 12 million tons. We also had a good crop in, in oil seeds, soybeans, for example, record crop of just a few notches over 1.2 million tons. Sunflower seed, we had a second largest harvest of just over 900,000 tons. So it was a relatively good season. And if one looks also in fruits, horticulture products like vegetables, the season wasn't as bad as many people might have anticipated the start of the year when we were confronted by excessive rains. But of course, the question now is to say, going forward um, in the summer crop season 2022-23, which commences in October, what will that season look like? And of course, it's an important question to ask, particularly in a current environment where global food prices remain at relatively elevated levels, um, and also we continue to see supply chains uh, constraints and no country wants to find itself in a position where you are a net importer of a large part of your food basket. So those are the, it's for those reasons that I think when people worry or think about the next season, they see that as an important thing um, to consider. And we typically look into a couple of indicators when we try to understand what the upcoming season will be. And I want to highlight about three of those. The first one being the tractor sales. The second point being the weather outlook for the next uh, five months or so. And the other one being uh, grains and the oilseeds prices, because that gives the farmers also a, a bit of an, a, an incentive as to whether they should plant more or not. Now, let's focus on the first one, which is the tractor sales. Uh, South Africa's tractor sales for the first half of 2022 have been solid, uh, up 18% on a year-on-year basis, um, uh, 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 summing up at around about 4,133 units. That's a good um, number of tractors. And just to be clear, this is not a base effect thing because last year was already a solid year in terms of the tractor sales and even the year before that. So we've been on a stream of really uh, good uh, spending that farmers have been doing in agricultural machinery. And it's easy to understand why is that? Because for the past two years, commodity prices have been relatively elevated if you compare to levels we were in in 2019 and going back um, in years in, year, in years before that. So the profitability had improved as a result of those higher prices. But South Africa had also been an exception from a number of countries in a sense that we've had a relatively good crop in those years. So you had a large harvest and higher prices, uh, which is not something that you typically see. And of course, the prices were driven more by the global dynamics, which have 
supported our local market because in an ordinary year you would expect that a large harvest would put pressure on prices but we didn't see that over the past two years and farmers uh, benefited somewhat in their um, in their financial position and that's what has been driving those tractor sales you can read it in that way but the other thing though which I think is an important um, a consideration is that while finances might be driving the sales, but people buy sales and do replacement if they have hope for tomorrow that they could still continue to plant. And I think that has been part of these factors that have actually positively influenced the tractor sales, that there is some level of confidence. And in fact, at the organization that I work for, which is the Agricultural Business Chamber, ourselves with the IDC, uh, uh, typically compiles what we call the Agribusiness Confidence Index, which is a measure of sentiment amongst the South African agribusinesses and the major farmers. If you look at that sentiment indicator for the second quarter of this year, it did show a bit of a deterioration from some of the previous quarters, but it was still at 60 points. And that sentiment indicator works in a way whereby anything that is above 50 shows that there's still optimism about business conditions in South Africa agriculture and agribusinesses and numbers like that then which were still over 60 they showed that you know there is some bit of optimism that is there and I think those tractor sales and the sentiment indicator is a sufficient reason for us to believe that farmers still think that there's some good that can happen in the next season and the next coming years um, with that spending that they were doing of course this doesn't mean South Africa isn't with a couple of problems um, there's a lot of problems that we are contending with in fact, the very same rising input costs is one of the key issues farmers have to face. Biosecurity concerns on the livestock are key issues. Rising interest rates. Um, also, some of the things that I think will weigh on farmers' geopolitics. And this adds already on the existing problems around the poor functioning of the network industries in South Africa. Road, ports, railway line, and all of those things which complicate the environment that we're operating in. And we have now even new problems in a global space whereby we are experiencing interruptions in our citrus exports to key markets like the EU. We face also temporary closure of our exports of wool to key markets like China. So these are some of the factors that confront our sector. But all things put together, it does seem that there is still some hope that farmers are putting in. So that's the first factor that we consider when we think about the next season. And we deem that to be positive for those reasons that I've outlined. Now, the second factor that we usually think about is the weather conditions for the upcoming season. When we listen to the Australians, for example, the Australian Bureau of Meteorology, we look at the South African Weather Service, we look at what the Americans are saying. Everyone seems to be agreeing that we are looking at another season of a La Nina rainfall. In fact, they place it at 50% uh, probability of occurrence of a La Nina, which is approximately double the normal likelihood of this. So it does mean that we might have a La Nina. And as we've repeatedly said, and in fact, I think I highlighted this point in a previous um, installment of this podcast, that La Nina leads to higher rainfall in Southern Africa. And also, um, and then you face, you see the opposite in East Africa, where it typically leads to dryness and parts of South America. Uh, so we think that that improvement in rainfall could be a positive. But I think I have to caution onto this because we are starting to see the extremes in the weather conditions. If one has to look at what's happening in the Northern Hemisphere, either it's England, it's the US, it's China, 
it's parts of Europe, Spain and the others, we are more and more seeing reports of the extreme heat and uh, dryness in those countries. In fact, on Friday this past week, the, 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 the government of the United Kingdom started warning about the prospects of a drought in England, uh, following, of course, the various heat waves that uh, they had faced in there. Now, I'm bringing that point up to say we are in a period of extremes. At least these are still early observations. There's no evidence that says, scientific evidence that says we are in a space of extreme. But these are some of the early signals that one is seeing. And if that then continues to be the case here in Southern Africa, when the upcoming season starts in October, we could then find ourselves in a space where we are seeing excessive rains and excessive heat. Any of those, if they were to occur, they will be disruptive. Uh, for agricultural activity. So that's something that I think farmers and people in general, they have to keep it in the back of their mind that it is a possibility if what we see in Northern Hemisphere is anything to go by. But with the evidence that we do have on front of us, it does look to a relatively good season if the, the La Nina brings sufficient rainfall. We already seen the space of extremes in the past season, like I was saying at the start of the segment, saying we had seen excessive rains. We were in a La Nina season. We are now going roughly four consecutive seasons of a La Nina. We hadn't seen anything like this in recent memory. Um, I think people talk about the 80s or so, about stuff that had, that, that had been like this. But nonetheless, in recent memory, we hadn't seen anything like this. So those are all, you know, these new territories uh, with the change in climate that we are all watching. But for us, it still remains on a positive so far. So that's the second factor. Let me move to the last one, which is the third factor that we, we, we will look at. It's important also to look at the, at, the, at the commodity prices, because then the two factors that I mentioned combined with prices, they give one a sense as to whether which crops farmers will look at. Because if you are farming, um, yes, there might be farmers that farm for recreation use but some of the farmers are running businesses so their profitability is something that you have to look at and when we look at the key grains commodities think about yellow maize and white maize yellow maize at the moment in the fourth in the first week of august um uh, that we, we we're coming for in fact fourth of august prices were up 26 percent compared to last year hovering just over four thousand rand per ton um white maize was up 32 percent also hovering just over four thousand rand per ton we see the same trend in the oil seeds sunflower seeds for example were up 12 percent just over ten thousand rand per ton soybeans was up 16 percent on a year-on-year basis just also over eight thousand rands per ton so the prices are attractive and in fact if we were to look at these prices and you look at the normal times at where prices used to be for example on maize these are double those levels because of a long-term trend before, if you take 2019 and go back, maize prices in South Africa used to be around 2,000 rand and even less than that in years where we've had a good harvest. So those indicators and those price increases, weather conditions and machinery sales tells us that um, there's a prospect of a, of a relatively good season. And of course, as I said, the season begins um, at the start of October. That's where planting will begin in the eastern side of uh, South Africa. And as we go to central to the west end the planting there for crops begins um in the in, in, in around november in those areas and in fact in the far western areas planting uh for crops such as maize typically begin at the end of november so we expect then that activity to happen and how you should see that 
you have to think about the highway N1 across South Africa. Anything that is in the east, it starts planting around about October. Anything that is in the west of the highway in South Africa N1 uh, start planting around um, the end um, of November. We will know though the official area and which farmers which farmers will plant uh, from around about the 26th of October this year. This is a day where the South, South Africa's Crop Estimates Committee will release their preliminary um, intentions to plant or preliminary plantings data. In fact, these are intentions to plant where farmers would have been surveyed and signaled that I intend to plant X amount of hectares and all of those aggregated, they will give us a, a bit of an indication. But of course, our friends also at the BFEP, the Bureau for Food and Agricultural Policy, they releasing their baseline on the 17th of August that should be next week and they do really good work on uh, providing forecast about what to expect I think their work one has to read it because it will give us a taste about what to expect and of course with more data will be coming later from the crop estimate committee the data we have so far from institutions such as the USDA the United States Department of Agriculture um, and in fact they use uh, to do this research they are colleagues in Pretoria office so this is not something done in a helicopter view from Washington or somewhere in the US it's done by folks that are our neighbors here in Pretoria the numbers they've released they think that in the 2022-23 season crops such as maize for example the area planting would be 2.6 million hectares which would be fairly good because that is well above the 10-year average of 2.5 million hectares so the yields estimates are also good they're talking about 5.7 tons per hectare average yield across South Africa uh, that's roughly rain-fed yield and if you think about those they give you a crop of about 14.8 million tons which would be above the season's crop and I think if then they are expected expectations like that for maize one would expect a similar optimism for sunflower seeds sorghum dry beans soybeans and all of the other crops and i know i've emphasized a lot here grains but this picture of grains in general extends to fruits to vegetables and the good rains are also helpful for the livestock industry for general grazing again though i should caution if there are high rainfalls that cause um, uh, extreme uh, problems for crops they usually lead to various diseases also in the livestock industry so those are things we should look at to or be cognizant that they might possibly happen but the evidence that we have points to a relatively uh, good season and i think if this then were to transpire it means that south africa would have some relatively good supplies of food and in fact we would begin to see food price inflation in 2022 really coming off nicely already the, the, we're thinking about this year's prices and next year global agricultural prices are starting to cool off which means domestically we could see prices following the same way and i think that looking all of that broadly it will mean that food price inflation would remain contained in 2023 so these are some of the important aspects that i thought i uh, should highlight um in this week's uh segment of course we'll come back next week with some of the important themes that we would have observed this week and we feel that there will be helpful that's it from me now my name is wandile sitlobo i'm an agricultural economist based in pretoria